Good morning everybody and welcome to today's podcast. This is Wednesday the 25th of March. A warm welcome to those who are joining in from the West Aberdeen Cluster Group of Churches. That's Craigie Buckler and Peter Cooter and Kings Wells and Cults. It's great to have you listening in with us today. Our reading comes from our first reading comes from Isaiah and our second reading is coming from Philippians today. So the first reading is Isaiah 43 verse 16. Thus says the Lord who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise, they are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The wild animals will honour me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, so that they may declare my praise. And from Philippians at chapter 3 verse 4. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law a Pharisee, as to zeal a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law blameless. Yet, whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of the resurrection, and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I continue to press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on, towards the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Some years ago I read a book called Bounce. I think the author is Matthew Syed. He was a former table tennis player and uh, now a journalist writer uh, in the Times magazine, the Times newspaper amongst other publications. And it's a fascinating read about this notion that if you practice and practice and practice, you can get good at anything. The idea being that uh, researchers suggested that if you could practice something for 10,000 hours, uh, deliberate practice, not meaning half-hearted practice, as if you sit down at a piano and plunk away and you'll suddenly become a concert pianist, but that intentional practicing, that you will develop a skill, 10,000 hours, 10 years worth of persistent, intentional effort until mastery becomes more like what the author calls muscle memory, something that's instinctive, something that's just in you. Doing that one thing 
that you've worked so long at and so hard to master, it almost feels like coming home, second nature, something that just goes with you like a hand in glove. 10,000 hours, 10 years of practice, making you a master at something. For the people of God, that one thing is resurrection hope. The movement from death to new life. Now we practice resurrection as a church and as individuals all the time. Every time we gather in a space of confession, we practice resurrection, unburdening our lives and our hearts of the things that hold us back. Every time we come to the table, we practice the movement of death towards new life. We come starving, hungering for nourishing grace, bread that sustains our body and souls, and we leave the table full of community, hope, and confidence in God. Every time we lift ardent prayers for one among us who is suffering, or prayers for the community, or prayers for society of the world, we're trusting that our prayers rise to God who hears our every need. It's as if we step out of the grave into a new hope, into new life, into new reality. Every time a child of God comes to the waters of baptism, we recommit ourselves to be drenched in the same spirit that hovered over the waters at the beginning of time and the spirit that was there at the baptism of Jesus himself. And so we walk, enter into newness of life. For those of us who have been in the church for a long time, we have been practising these elements of church life, no doubt, week after week, month after month, year after year. For those even new to the Christian faith, that discipline of prayer life that we develop, that ability to talk to God, that ability to read our Bible, the ability to live our life with our eyes lifted to the heavenly things, not just taking the world for granted, but seeing the glory of God all around us, even in the most simple things. All of that is practising too. We practice, we prepare over many, many years of being a follower. Every day of life as a follower, we practice and we prepare in order that our faith may become stronger, more part of us, more instinctive, going with us like hand in glove. It's deliberate, this practice that we do, that this resurrection faith becomes our truest home, part of us, together with the rest of life fitting like hand in glove. In this long preparatory time of Lent, it's important that we still practice resurrection. Even in these times that we are living through, it is good to practice and build up and refresh and deepen that faith, trust in God. And boy, do we need such a faith at this time. When in the thick of challenge, when in the midst of uncertainty, we very much need to rely on that muscle memory of our faith. All the work we do to prepare it, all the work we've done for 10,000 hours, for 10 years, all of what we do in our devotional life is so important. Allowing us to get on with what we need to do in these times 
sensing the companionship of that resurrection faith that goes with us and its promise of God's new life there for us and for all people. In order that we can still with confidence affirm Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. We're starting that final push towards the empty tomb, but there is still some practising that we must do before we reach the moment when the stone is rolled away. This passage that we are thinking about today from Isaiah comes from the second section of Isaiah. What differentiates this section from the earlier part is that these chapters are written as a reminder that God is still with his people even in the experience of exile. When the people were at their in their darkest hour and it seemed that hope was lost, the prophet was writing to them. And these words were a reminder that when the people of Israel of old were tempted to go back into slavery because the wilderness seemed too challenging and endless, God made a way from that death into new promise. And the prophet reminds his people that God will do that again and again and again. Every human experiences dark times that are hard to find a release from. It might be grief or shame or despair or disappointment or death or depression or anger or, or, or worry. Many, many different things holding us, us back, making it challenging for us uh, to live in, in the full confidence of God at times. There is so much that can hold our hearts in death. But there is one thing that can compel those same hearts to open to new life. And that is the resurrection hope within us. In Isaiah, God promises that the new thing that is springing up will make gardens out of deserted places and even the weirdest looking animals, the jackals and ostriches, just, just imagine what, what they look like, will honour God by practising resurrection. This newness is about transformation. Rivers will not run through deserts without fundamentally changing them. Just as God's love cannot flow through our hearts without transforming us. In this dark time for the world, challenging time, we are needing people like you and me to hold strong, to remain optimistic and to remain faithful. Not forgetting that resurrection faith is part of us. Can we find a way to testify even now, despite the struggles that we have actually reason to be confident in humanity's ability to pull through and confident in God's promise never to be absent? Can we find our faith, our home? Can we slip our hands and whole being into that glove that keeps our souls warm, like hand in glove, the people of God and resurrection faith and hope? I'm sure we can. Just remember, you have been practising and practising and practising. You have been preparing for just such a time when you and I need to rely on our muscle memory, that resurrection faith, that hope in God that actually goes along with us, is always there with us. It's needed more than ever in these times. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. 
Dear Lord, at this time we lift up to you our concern for people who are more likely than others to become severely ill from COVID-19. We remember the elderly and people with chronic health conditions. We ask that you protect them from harm and be their comfort in this time of uncertainty. Lord, we also pray for medical professionals, caregivers and researchers, those at the co-face of fighting this virus. As more people get sick, healthcare workers and first responders are working longer hours with fewer supplies and with more risks of contracting the new coronavirus themselves. So renew their strength and their energy, sustain them on long shifts, bring your protection upon them as they work with patients, multiply their supplies so they have the protective items needed to stay safe on the job, inspire and invigorate the research doctors developing better tests to diagnose the virus, create vaccines to prevent it, and identify protocols to eliminate the disease's spread. Lord, your psalmist says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff are my comfort. And so, Lord, may your comfort be upon each one of us at this time. Come to us in this time. Give us comfort in knowing that you walk with us. May our faith, the faith that we have developed through practice, leading us to have a confidence in you, be a protector on our souls for these times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.